While most of us have our Christian friends with whom we enjoy fellowship, sometimes, as Johnny Erickson Tata points out, we're not even aware of the religious practices of those all around us, different indeed. And on today's broadcast of Johnny and Friends, our radio host tells us about one of her recent experiences. And here's how it happened. I passed by the nail parlor the other day, uh, the one down by our supermarket. And when I glanced in the window, I happened to see a, a little Buddha altar that uh, they had behind the receptionist's desk. Uh, the place is owned by a couple of ladies from Southeast Asia. And anyway, there they were, lighting an incense stick and placing a couple of oranges and a banana at its base. Kind of one of those things you do with an idol. You make little concessions, you make little gestures, you keep up the oranges or the incense or the bananas, just a flow of things to appease or keep the connection to make points, to make the wooden statue happy. And it made me think, you know, sometimes I think we do the same with the God of the Bible. We treat him like a, an idol. St. Augustine pointed out that we are supposed to rejoice in God and use the things of the world. But we get it backward. We prefer to use God and rejoice in the things of the world. <laughs> and that's what it means to make God an idol, a comfortable deity that we use, much like that little wooden statue of Buddha at the nail parlor. An idol is something we appease to serve our wishes, and we do that with God when we strip him of his glory and majesty, when we denude him of the demands he makes on us, and instead we make demands on him. We idolize him. You know how it goes. You make little concessions to God, little gestures. You keep up a flow of things to appease him, to keep the connection, to make points, all to make God happy. It's a way of using God. The pieces of fruit and the incense that those women place every day at the base of that wooden statue, well, it's a way of keeping them happy. <laughs> After all, an idol is something you manipulate. And frankly, I am convinced that this is why God permits hardships in our lives. I mean heavy hardships. Suffering keeps us from making God an idol. When we're going through serious problems, I mean real trials, the first thing that goes is this, uh, this, this thing about manipulating God, trying to appease him with our little gestures of obedience. All that goes out the window, and God, through our pain and tears, suddenly becomes what he has been all along, great, majestic, awesome, the God to whom we must bow and bow low. When we are going through hard times or bewildering times, we no longer view God as a comfortable deity. We see him as he really is, high and lifted up, exalted above every other name, every other God, putting to shame all the idols we cherish in our hearts. He'll have none of that. He'll have none other but himself, and he will accept us, not on our terms, but on his. God does not want to be your idol he will have no other gods before him. God won't be put on the floor behind a receptionist's desk. No, he wants your heart. And he wants all of it. And Johnny, I especially appreciated what you said a few moments ago, and that is that suffering keeps us from making God an idol. 
And that's why Johnny has written a publication that I think you'll especially appreciate in light of what she said today. It's titled, Making Sense of Suffering. How do you do that? Through God's Word. For a free copy of this publication, Making Sense of Suffering, call us now at 1-888-522-5664. That's 1-888-522-5664 for this publication by Johnny, Making Sense of Suffering. Online, it's simply johnnyandfriends.org.